0: Welcome to a special edition of Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. On today's broadcast, Andrew will be sharing about the importance of having a biblical worldview. And now, here's Andrew.
1: Welcome to our Tuesday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today, I'm continuing to play a video series that it's been years in the making. And the reason for this is because I'm not just teaching verse by verse through Scripture. I'm also bringing in all kinds of statistics about, uh, you know, the accuracy of the Bible is what we're talking about now. Last week, we primarily established uh, how important a biblical worldview is. And for the last couple of days, I've been talking about you you can't have a biblical worldview if you don't believe in the accuracy of the Bible So that's what we're talking about. And I tell you, today, yesterday we started, today we're going to continue talking about prophecy, fulfilled prophecy in the Bible as one of the greatest proofs that it was inspired by God and not a book written about God by man, but a book written by God through man. Listen to this. I'll come back at the end of today's program. IS ONE OF THE THINGS THAT CONVINCED ME BEYOND ANY SHADOW OF A DOUBT TO JUST BELIEVE IN THE ACCURACY OF THE BIBLE. THERE ARE OVER 300 PROPHECIES RECORDED IN SCRIPTURE ABOUT THE COMING OF JESUS. NOW, THIS IS JUST CONCERNING THE COMING OF JESUS. THERE ARE LITERALLY HUNDREDS OF OTHER PROPHECIES THAT ARE JUST SO ACCURATE, IT'S AMAZING. IN PSALMS, CHAPTER 69, IN VERSE 8, IT PROPHESIED THAT JESUS WOULD BE A STRANGER TO HIS BRETHREN AND AN ALIEN TO HIS MOTHER'S CHILDREN. IT SAYS, I have BECOME A STRANGER UNTO MY BRETHREN AND AN ALIEN UNTO MY MOTHER'S CHILDREN. THIS WAS FULFILLED IN JOHN CHAPTER 1, VERSE 11, AND ALSO IN JOHN CHAPTER 7, VERSE 5. THERE'S A NUMBER OF INSTANCES WHERE IT SAYS THAT HIS BRETHREN DIDN'T BELIEVE IN HIM. JOHN 7, 5 SAYS, FOR NEITHER DID HIS BRETHREN BELIEVE IN HIM. In Psalms chapter 69, verse 9, it says, For the zeal of thine house hath eaten me up, and the reproaches of them that reproach thee are fallen upon me. BOTH JOHN, CHAPTER 2, VERSE 17, AND ROMANS, CHAPTER 15, VERSE 3, CITE THIS PSALM 69 PASSAGE AND SAY THAT THIS WAS FULFILLED IN JESUS WHEN HE MADE THE WHIP AND HE DROVE THE MONEY CHANGERS OUT OF THE TEMPLE. THIS WAS PROPHESIED HUNDREDS OF YEARS BEFORE, AND YET IT CAME TO PASS PERFECTLY. IN JOHN, CHAPTER 2, VERSE 17, IT SAYS, HIS DISCIPLES REMEMBERED THAT IT WAS WRITTEN, THE ZEAL OF THINE HOUSE HATH EATEN ME UP. THAT'S QUOTATION FROM PSALMS, CHAPTER 69, VERSE 9. IN ROMANS, CHAPTER 15, VERSE 3, IT SAYS, FOR EVEN CHRIST PLEASED NOT HIMSELF, BUT AS IT IS WRITTEN, THE REPROACHES OF THEM THAT REPROACHED THEE FELL UPON ME. SO THOSE THINGS WERE FULFILLED PERFECTLY. PSALMS CHAPTER 69, VERSE 21, IT SAYS, THEY GAVE ME ALSO GALL FOR MY MEAT, AND IN MY THIRST THEY GAVE ME VINEGAR TO DRINK. AND THIS WAS LITERALLY FULFILLED AS JESUS HUNG ON THE CROSS. MATTHEW CHAPTER 27, VERSE 34 SAYS, THEY GAVE HIM VINEGAR TO DRINK, MINGLED WITH GALL, AND WHEN HE HAD TASTED THEREOF, HE WOULD NOT DRINK. ALSO MATTHEW CHAPTER 27, VERSE 48 SAYS, AND STRAIGHTWAY, ONE OF THEM RAN AND TOOK A SPONGE AND FILLED IT WITH VINEGAR AND PUT IT ON A REED AND GAVE HIM TO DRINK. SO THERE, AGAIN, IS ANOTHER PROPHECY THAT IS VERY SPECIFIC. VINEGAR MINGLED WITH GALL. THAT WAS PROPHESIED HUNDREDS OF YEARS BEFORE AND IT CAME TO PASS IN JESUS. IN ISAIAH CHAPTER 53, and in verse 3 it says, He is despised and rejected of man, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Now, of course, this was fulfilled in the crucifixion of Jesus. But think about this. Isaiah was writing hundreds of years before the time of Jesus, and he was writing about God becoming flesh and living in this earth, and he was writing that God. WOULD BE DESPISED AND REJECTED OF MAN, A MAN OF SORROWS AND ACQUAINTED WITH GRIEF. DID YOU KNOW NOBODY IN THE NATURAL WOULD HAVE EVER SUSPECTED THAT GOD WOULD COME INTO THIS WORLD AND BE DESPISED AND REJECTED? IF YOU WERE TO GO BACK TO ISAIAH, CHAPTER 53, VERSES 1 THROUGH 4, IT TALKS ABOUT THAT WHEN JESUS COMES, HE'S LIKE A ROOT OUT OF DRY GROUND. THERE IS NO BEAUTY IN HIM. THERE IS NO comeliness. THERE IS NOTHING IN JESUS THAT MADE HIM DESIRABLE ABOVE ANYBODY ELSE. YOU KNOW, IF I WOULD'VE BEEN GOD AND IF I WOULD'VE LOVED MEN ENOUGH TO COME TO THIS EARTH AND DIE FOR THEM, I GUARANTEE YOU, I WOULD'N'T HAVE COME AS SOMEBODY WHO WASN'T PERFECT. I WOULD'VE BEEN THE GREATEST specimen OF HUMAN FLESH THAT HAD EVER EXISTED. I'D'VE BEEN THE MOST HANDSOME MAN THAT EVER LIVED. I'D'VE BEEN THE BIGGEST, THE STRONGEST. AND YET JESUS CAME IN A WAY THAT THERE WAS NOTHING IN HIM TO BE DESIRED. HE BECAME LIKE WE WERE. HE BECAME NATURAL. HE BECAME NORMAL IN EVERY SENSE OF THE WORD WITHOUT SIN. THAT'S AMAZING. AND THE FACT THAT ANYBODY WOULD PROPHESY THIS... YOU KNOW, ISAIAH IS ALSO THE ONE THAT prophesied THAT A VIRGIN WOULD BE WITH CHILD AND WOULD CONCEIVE. AND THAT we, his, he WOULD BE GOD WITH US, EMMANUEL, GOD WITH US, AND HE WOULD BE THE EVERLASTING FATHER, THE PRINCE OF PEACE. ALL OF THESE THINGS... MAN, TO SAY THESE THINGS, THAT A VIRGIN WAS GOING TO HAVE A CHILD, THAT IS PHENOMENAL. AND YET, IT CAME TO PASS JUST EXACTLY. IN LUKE CHAPTER 1, WHERE THE ANGEL APPEARED UNTO MARY, AND SHE WAS A VIRGIN, AND SHE CONCEIVED AND HAD A CHILD. ALL OF THESE THINGS ARE PROOFS OF THE ACCURACY OF SCRIPTURE. In Isaiah chapter 53 verse 4 it says surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows yet we did esteem him stricken smitten of God and afflicted but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed Matthew chapter 8 verse 17 says that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying he himself took our infirmities AND BEAR OUR SICKNESSES. MATTHEW QUOTED ISAIAH'S PROPHECY AS BEING FULFILLED WHEN JESUS HEALED PETER'S MOTHER-IN-LAW AND ALL OF THE PEOPLE THAT CAME FOR HEALING. IN 1 PETER CHAPTER 2, VERSE 24, IT SAYS, WHO HIS OWN SELF BEAR OUR SINS IN HIS OWN BODY ON THE TREE, THAT WE BEING DEAD TO SIN SHOULD LIVE UNTO RIGHTEOUSNESS, BY WHOSE STRIPES YE WERE HEALED. DID YOU KNOW THAT'S, AGAIN, GOING BACK TO ISAIAH, CHAPTER 53, AND SAYING THAT THIS WAS FULFILLED IN JESUS. AND REMEMBER THAT ISAIAH WAS WRITING HUNDREDS OF YEARS BEFORE THE TIME OF JESUS, AND THIS WAS ALSO WHEN CRUCIFIXION WAS NOT USED AS A FORM OF EXECUTION. THE ROMANS ARE THE ONES THAT BROUGHT THAT INTO BEING, AND THE ROMAN EMPIRE DID NOT EXIST AT THE TIME THAT ISAIAH WAS WRITING THIS. SO AGAIN, THIS SHOWS THAT THEY WERE MOVED BY THE HOLY SPIRIT, THAT IT WAS GOD-BREATHED. GOD INSPIRED THIS. THERE IS NOBODY THAT WOULD HAVE EVER HAVE THOUGHT OF CRUCIFIXION AND BY THE STRIPES OF JESUS THAT THEY WOULD BE HEALED. IN PSALMS, CHAPTER 22, VERSE 16, IT SAYS, FOR DOGS HAVE COMPASSED ME THE ASSEMBLY OF THE WICKED HAVE ENCLOSED ME. THEY PIERCED MY HANDS AND MY FEET. NOTICE ALSO Zechariah CHAPTER 12, VERSE 10 SAYS, AND I WILL POUR UPON THE HOUSE OF DAVID AND UPON THE INHABITANTS OF JERUSALEM THE SPIRIT OF GRACE AND OF SUPPLICATIONS, AND THEY SHALL LOOK UPON ME WHOM THEY HAVE PIERCED, AND THEY SHALL MOURN FOR HIM AS ONE MOURNETH FOR HIS ONLY SON AND SHALL BE IN BITTERNESS FOR HIM AS ONE THAT IS BITTERNESS FOR HIS firstborn." SO HERE AGAIN ARE HUNDREDS OF YEARS BEFORE THE TIME THAT CRUCIFIXION WAS USED AS A MEAN OF EXECUTION. HUNDREDS OF YEARS BEFORE THE ROMAN uh, EMPIRE CAME INTO BEING AND CRUCIFIXION WAS PUT IN AS THE METHOD OF EXECUTION, AND IT WAS PROPHESYING CRUCIFIXION, PIERCING HIS HANDS AND FEET. LOOK AT THIS IN JOHN, CHAPTER 19, VERSE 37, AND AGAIN, ANOTHER SCRIPTURE saith THEY SHALL LOOK ON HIM WHOM THEY PIERCED. THAT'S QUOTING FROM Zechariah CHAPTER 12. AND SO JESUS' HANDS AND FEET WERE PIERCED AND HIS SIDE WAS PIERCED. ALSO, IT SAYS THAT IN ISAIAH, CHAPTER 53, VERSE 9, IT SAYS, HE MADE HIS GRAVE WITH THE WICKED AND WITH THE RICH IN HIS DEATH BECAUSE HE HAD DONE NO VIOLENCE, NEITHER WAS ANY DECEIT IN HIS MOUTH. YOU KNOW, THIS IS AMAZING TO ME. AGAIN, HUNDREDS OF YEARS BEFORE JESUS CAME, ISAIAH PROPHESIED THAT HE WOULD MAKE HIS GRAVE WITH THE WICKED AND WITH THE RICH. YOU KNOW, THOSE THINGS ARE USUALLY NOT COMBINED. WE OFTEN SAY THINGS THAT, YOU KNOW, IT'S THE POOR PEOPLE, IT'S THE PEOPLE WHO ARE uh, IN ALL OF THIS, um, YOU KNOW, TRAGIC SITUATIONS WHO DO ALL OF THESE THINGS, AND WE LOOK AT THE RICH AS THE REFINED PEOPLE AND THINGS LIKE THIS. AND YET, THIS SCRIPTURE COMBINES THE RICH AND THE WICKED THAT JESUS WOULD MAKE HIS GRAVE WITH THEM. HOW COULD A PROPHECY LIKE THAT BE FULFILLED? WELL, THE FULFILLMENT OF IT WAS, IN MATTHEW, CHAPTER 27, VERSE 38, HE WAS CRUCIFIED BETWEEN TWO THIEVES. IT SAYS, THEN WERE TWO THIEVES CRUCIFIED WITH HIM, ONE ON THE RIGHT HAND AND ONE ON THE LEFT. BUT JESUS WAS BURIED IN A RICH MAN'S TOMB. MATTHEW, CHAPTER 27, VERSE 57 SAYS, WHEN EVEN WAS COME, THERE CAME A RICH MAN OF ARIMATHEA NAMED JOSEPH, WHO ALSO HIMSELF WAS JESUS' DISCIPLE, AND HE WENT TO PILATE AND BEGGED THE BODY OF JESUS. THEN PILATE COMMANDED THE BODY TO BE DELIVERED, AND WHEN JOSEPH HAD TAKEN THE BODY, HE WRAPPED IT IN A CLEAN LINEN CLOTH AND LAID IT IN HIS OWN NEW TOMB, WHICH HE HAD HEWN OUT IN THE ROCK, AND HE ROLLED A GREAT STONE TO THE DOOR OF THE sepulchre AND DEPARTED." SO ANYWAY, THERE ARE HUNDREDS OF OTHER SPECIFIC PROPHECIES THAT HAVE BEEN FULFILLED THAT NOBODY HAVE FULFILLED ALL OF THEM. MAYBE SOME PEOPLE MIGHT HAVE FULFILLED ONE OF THEM, BUT TO fulfill ALL OF THESE 300 PROPHECIES CONCERNING JESUS, THIS IS, uh, I MEAN, INFALLIBLE PROOF FOR ANYBODY WHO'S GOT AN OPEN HEART AND WILL HONESTLY CONSIDER ALL OF THESE CLAIMS. THIS IS INFALLIBLE PROOF IN THE ACCURACY OF THE BIBLE. DID YOU KNOW WHEN BILLY GRAHAM DIED IN FEBRUARY OF 2018, THE BILLY GRAHAM EVANGELISTIC ASSOCIATION PUT ON A DOCUMENTARY ABOUT HIM. I THINK IT WAS A TWO-HOUR DOCUMENTARY, AND I WATCHED THIS. AND THEY SAID THAT BILLY GRAHAM HAD A CRISIS HIMSELF ABOUT THE ACCURACY OF THE BIBLE BACK IN 1949, THAT HE WAS WITH YOUTH FOR CHRIST. HE WAS PREACHING WITH A GROUP OF HIS FELLOW MINISTERS. AND, OF COURSE, THEY WERE USING SCRIPTURES AND PREACHING, AND BILLY WAS PREACHING THAT THE WORD OF GOD IS ACCURATE, INFALLIBLE, AND SOME OF HIS FELLOW MINISTERS CHALLENGED HIM ON THAT AND SAID, YOU CAN'T TAKE THE BIBLE LITERALLY. GOD'S WORD IS IN THERE, BUT YOU HAVE TO PICK AND CHOOSE. THERE'S THINGS THAT DON'T FIT. AND SO BILLY GRAHAM WENT THROUGH THE SAME THING THAT I WENT THROUGH WHEN HE WAS CHALLENGED OVER HIS FAITH IN THE ACCURACY OF THE BIBLE. AND FOR A PERIOD OF TIME, HE BEGAN TO QUESTION THAT AND WONDER, AND FINALLY, HE WAS OUT IN THE WOODS. THE WAY I REMEMBER IT WAS, HE WAS PRAYING AND HAD HIS BIBLE ON A STUMP, AND HE WAS PRAYING, AND THE LORD JUST SPOKE TO HIM AND SAID, BILLY, YOU HAVE TO ACCEPT THAT THIS IS MY WORD BY FAITH. YOU JUST HAVE TO BELIEVE IT. AND HE MADE A DECISION RIGHT THEN THAT HE WAS GOING TO BELIEVE EVERY SINGLE VERSE IN THE BIBLE, AND HE SAID IT WAS A TURNING POINT. THAT WAS IN 1949. IT WAS RIGHT AFTER THAT. BILLY'S NEXT MEETING WAS THE LOS ANGELES CRUSADE IN 1949. THAT'S WHEN RANDOLPH Hearst SAID, PUFF GRAHAM, AND THE NEWSPAPERS TOOK IT. AND THAT'S WHEN HIS MINISTRY EXPLODED AND EVERYTHING BEGAN TO WORK. I TELL YOU, NOBODY IS GOING TO BE SUCCESSFUL PROCLAIMING THE GOSPEL OR RECEIVING ALL OF THE BENEFITS OF THE GOSPEL WITHOUT BELIEVING IN THE ACCURACY OF SCRIPTURE. THAT'S A HUGE STATEMENT, BUT I BELIEVE THAT WITH ALL OF MY HEART. WHEN I RESOLVED MY DOUBTS ABOUT THE WORD OF GOD AND I SAID, I BELIEVE THIS, AND PROPHECY WAS ONE OF THE MAIN THINGS THAT PUSHED ME OVER THE EDGE, THAT'S WHEN MY LIFE BEGAN TO START TAKING ON MEANING. THAT'S WHEN I BEGAN TO START SEEING MIRACLES HAPPEN. AND TO DATE, I'VE SEEN MULTIPLE PEOPLE RAISED FROM THE DEAD, INCLUDING MEMBERS OF MY OWN FAMILY. I KNOW PROBABLY 40 OR 50 PEOPLE WHO HAVE EITHER BEEN RAISED FROM THE DEAD OR WHO HAVE RAISED OTHER PEOPLE FROM THE DEAD. I'VE SEEN BLIND EYES OPEN, DEAF EARS OPEN. I'VE SEEN GOD PROVIDE FINANCIALLY FOR ME. IN JUST THE LAST SIX AND A HALF YEARS, WE'VE BUILT AROUND 80 MILLION DOLLARS WORTH OF BUILDINGS DEBT FREE WITHOUT TAKING OUT A LOAN. AND THAT IS ON TOP OF ALL OF MY OTHER EXPENSES, TELEVISION AND OTHER EXPENSES. WE HAVE OVER A MILLION DOLLARS A MONTH THAT WE PAY IN SALARIES TO OUR 600-AND-SOMETHING EMPLOYEES. I MEAN, I HAVE SEEN MIRACLES HAPPEN, AND I'M BASING IT ALL UPON THE ACCURACY OF THE WORD OF GOD. IF YOU DO NOT BELIEVE IN THE inerrant ACCURACY OF THE WORD OF GOD, then your faith is shaken. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Hebrews 4:2. The word preached unto them did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. You've got to believe in the accuracy of Scripture. Let me just give you some other scriptures here that will show that prophecy has been fulfilled to in uh, I mean the minute detail through the word of God. In Genesis chapter 3 verse 15, the Lord told Adam and Eve, He says, I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. Colossians 2.15 says, having spoiled principalities and powers, He made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. AND YOU CAN ALSO SEE IN EPHESIANS CHAPTER 6 AND MANY OTHER PLACES THAT SATAN WAS ABSOLUTELY DEFEATED JUST EXACTLY THE WAY IT WAS PROPHESIED IN GENESIS 3:15. IN NUMBERS CHAPTER 21 VERSE 9, IT SAYS, MOSES MADE A SERPENT OF BRASS AND PUT IT UPON A POLE, AND IT CAME TO PASS THAT IF A SERPENT HAD BITTEN ANY MAN, WHEN HE LOOKED ON THE SERPENT OF BRASS, HE LIVED. IN JOHN CHAPTER 3 VERSE 14 AND 15 IT SAYS, AND AS MOSES LIFTED UP THE SERPENT IN THE WILDERNESS, EVEN SO MUST THE SON OF MAN BE LIFTED UP, THAT WHOSOEVER BELIEVETH IN HIM SHOULD NOT PERISH, BUT HAVE EVERLASTING LIFE. THAT WAS JESUS SAYING THAT. JESUS QUOTED WHAT MOSES DID AND SAID THAT THIS WAS FULFILLED IN HIM, ANOTHER PROPHECY THAT WAS FULFILLED. In Psalms chapter 16, verse 9, it says, Therefore, my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope, for thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. This was the prophet David speaking, and this was fulfilled in Jesus. And on the day of Pentecost, when Peter preached his sermon and they had 3,000 people get born again, Peter quoted, THAT OLD TESTAMENT PASSAGE AND SAID THIS IN ACTS CHAPTER 2, VERSE 27. HE SAYS, BECAUSE THOU wilt NOT LEAVE MY SOUL IN HELL, NEITHER wilt THOU SUFFER THY HOLY ONE TO SEEK CORRUPTION. SO HE SAID THAT THIS WAS SPEAKING ABOUT THAT JESUS' BODY WOULD NOT DECAY BECAUSE IT WOULD BE RAISED FROM THE DEAD BEFORE IT COULD BE TOTALLY CORRUPTED. AND IN ACTS CHAPTER 2, VERSE 31, IT SAYS, HE SEEN THIS BEFORE SPAKE OF THE RESURRECTION OF CHRIST, THAT HIS SOUL WAS NOT LEFT IN HELL, NEITHER HIS FLESH DID SEE CORRUPTION. ACTS CHAPTER 13, VERSE 35 SAYS, WHEREFORE HE SAITH ALSO IN ANOTHER PSALM, THOU SHALT NOT SUFFER THY HOLY ONE TO see CORRUPTION. SO THE APOSTLE PAUL ALSO QUOTED THAT, AND THIS WAS FULFILLED IN JESUS. IN PSALMS CHAPTER 22, VERSE 1, IT SAYS THAT CHRIST WOULD BE FORSAKEN. Psalms 22.1 says, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me? And Jesus quoted this on the cross in Matthew chapter 27, verse 46, and also Mark chapter 15, verse 34. So again, He quoted those exact words. That's amazing that hundreds of years in advance, the exact words that Jesus would speak were prophesied. IN PSALMS CHAPTER 22 IT TALKS ABOUT THE MESSIAH BEING MOCKED AND RIDICULED. PSALMS 22-7 SAYS, ALL THEY THAT SEE ME LAUGH ME TO SCORN. THEY SHOOT OUT THE LIP. THEY SHAKE THE HEAD, SAYING, HE TRUSTED ON THE LORD THAT HE WOULD DELIVER HIM. LET HIM DELIVER HIM, SEEING HE DELIGHTED IN HIM. AND THEN IN LUKE 23, VERSE 35, IT SAYS, AND THE PEOPLE STOOD BEHOLDING, AND THE RULERS ALSO WITH THEM DERIDED HIM, SAYING, HE SAVED OTHERS. LET HIM SAVE HIMSELF, IF HE BE THE CHRIST, THE CHOSEN OF GOD. MAN, THIS IS AMAZING. IT'S AMAZING THAT YOU WOULD PROPHESY THAT GOD WAS GOING TO COME IN SOME KIND OF A BODY THAT DID NOT, YOU KNOW, THAT WASN'T PERFECT. IT WAS JUST NORMAL. IT WASN'T SINFUL, BUT IT WAS NORMAL. HE WASN'T A BEAUTIFUL, HE WASN'T a, A DOMINANT PERSON. AND THAT'S AMAZING, BUT THEN TO THINK THAT GOD HIMSELF WOULD BE DESPISED AND REJECTED AND THAT PEOPLE WOULD mock HIM AND SAY, HE TRUSTED IN GOD, LET GOD DELIVER HIM. THAT RIGHT THERE prophesies THAT THERE WOULD BE A CRISIS SITUATION. YOU KNOW, YOU WOULD THINK THAT GOD ALMIGHTY WOULDN'T ALLOW HIMSELF TO BE PUT IN A SITUATION WHERE HE NEEDED ANY DELIVERANCE, AND YET IT CAME TO PASS. NOBODY COULD HAVE IMAGINED THIS. YOU KNOW, I'VE OFTEN THOUGHT OF THIS, THAT THERE IS NO OTHER RELIGION ON THE PLANET THAT HAS THE CONCEPT OF GOD BECOMING A MAN AND LIVING AMONG US AND THEN TAKING OUR SINS UPON HIMSELF AND SUFFERING THE PUNISHMENT THAT YOU AND I DESERVE. NOBODY ELSE HAS EVER COME UP WITH ANYTHING LIKE THAT. I BELIEVE THAT THAT IS SO FAR OUT THERE THAT CARNAL MIND, EVEN THE DEVIL HIMSELF, HAS NEVER, COME UP WITH A PLAN, ANYTHING LIKE THAT. ONLY GOD COULD DO SOMETHING LIKE THIS. ONLY uh, GOD WHO LOVES US MORE THAN HE LOVES HIMSELF WOULD EVER CONSIDER DOING SOMETHING LIKE THIS. AND SO TO HAVE THESE THINGS PROPHESIED HUNDREDS OF YEARS IN ADVANCE, AND THEN SEE THEM FULFILLED DOWN TO THE LAST DETAIL, IT'S JUST AMAZING. WHAT A VERIFICATION, VALIDATION OF THE ACCURACY OF SCRIPTURES. HERE AGAIN ARE SOME OTHER PROPHECIES CONCERNING HIS HANDS AND FEET BEING PIERCED. IN PSALMS CHAPTER 22, VERSE 16, IT SAYS, FOR DOGS HAVE COMPASSED ME, THE ASSEMBLY OF THE WICKED HAVE ENCLOSED ME. THEY PIERCED MY HANDS AND FEET. AND REMEMBER ALSO THAT IN Zechariah CHAPTER 12, I BELIEVE IT'S VERSE 10, IT TALKED ABOUT THIS SAME THING, THAT THEY WILL LOOK UPON ME WHOM THEY HAVE PIERCED. IN MARK CHAPTER 15, VERSE 25, IT SAYS, AND IT WAS THE THIRD HOUR, AND THEY CRUCIFIED HIM. AND OF COURSE, THAT INCLUDED PIERCING HIS HANDS AND FEET. LUKE CHAPTER 23, VERSE 33 SAYS, AND WHEN THEY WERE COME TO THE PLACE WHICH IS CALLED CALVARY, THERE THEY CRUCIFIED HIM, THE malefactors ON THE RIGHT HAND AND ON THE LEFT. JOHN 19, ALSO JOHN CHAPTER 20, ALL OF THESE TALK ABOUT JESUS' HANDS AND FEET BEING PIERCED. AND THEN IN JOHN CHAPTER 20, VERSE 25, IT SAYS, THE OTHER DISCIPLES THEREFORE SAID UNTO HIM, WE HAVE SEEN THE LORD, BUT HE SAID UNTO THEM, EXCEPT I SHALL SEE IN HIS HANDS THE PRINT OF THE NAILS, AND PUT MY FINGER INTO THE PRINT OF THE NAILS, AND THRUST MY HAND INTO HIS SIDE, I WILL NOT BELIEVE." THAT WAS THE APOSTLE THOMAS SPEAKING, AND SO THAT RIGHT THERE VERIFIES THAT THESE PROPHECIES IN THE OLD TESTAMENT CAME TO PASS. ANOTHER VERY SPECIFIC PROPHECY IS ABOUT PARTING JESUS' GARMENTS, AND FOR PART OF THEM, THEY CAST LOTS, AND FOR THE OTHERS, THEY TOOK THEM. SO IN PSALMS CHAPTER 22, VERSE 18, IT SAYS, AND THEY PART my GARMENTS AMONG THEM, AND CAST LOTS UPON MY VESTURE. YOU KNOW, AGAIN, IF YOU WERE GONNA STRIP SOMEBODY AND IF YOU WERE GONNA JUST, YOU KNOW, DIVIDE HIS CLOTHES AMONG PEOPLE, THEY CUT SOME OF HIS CLOTHES AND JUST RIPPED THEM AND SHARED THEM AMONG THE SOLDIERS. BUT WHEN THEY CAME TO HIS ROBE OR HIS VESTURE, IT WAS WOVEN WITHOUT A SEAM. IT WAS VALUABLE, AND SO FOR THAT, THEY CAST LOTS. YOU KNOW, YOU-YOU COULD HAVE UNDERSTOOD PEOPLE CASTING LOTS FOR THE CLOTHES OR TEARING THEM AND PARTING THEM, BUT TO DO BOTH, AGAIN, THAT IS VERY SPECIFIC. AND LOOK AT THE FULFILLMENT OF THIS IN LUKE CHAPTER 23, VERSE 34, THEN SAID JESUS, FATHER, FORGIVE THEM, FOR THEY KNOW NOT WHAT THEY DO. AND THEY PARTED HIS RAIMENT AND CAST LOTS. JOHN CHAPTER 19 SAYS, THEN THE SOLDIERS, WHEN THEY HAD CRUCIFIED JESUS, TOOK HIS GARMENTS AND MADE FOUR PARTS TO EVERY SOLDIER APART, AND ALSO HIS COAT. NOW THE COAT WAS WITHOUT SEAM, WOVEN FROM THE TOP THROUGHOUT. THEY SAID THEREFORE AMONG THEMSELVES, LET US NOT REND IT, BUT CAST LOTS FOR IT, WHOSE IT SHALL BE, THAT THE SCRIPTURE MIGHT BE FULFILLED, WHICH SAITH, THEY PARTED MY raiment AMONG THEM, AND FOR MY VESTURE THEY DID CAST LOTS. THESE THINGS THEREFORE THE SOLDIERS DID." AGAIN, THAT IS SO SPECIFIC. YOU KNOW, YOU MIGHT HAVE CHANCES OF THEM JUST TAKING THE CLOTHES AND CUTTING THEM, SEPARATING THEM, But to do both, to take some of them and separate them and divide them among the soldiers and then the others, they cast a lot, that increases the improbability or the impossibility of something like that happening. The fact that it came to pass exactly as prophesied is once again a very strong confirmation that the Bible is not men writing about God, but it's God speaking through men as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. In Psalms chapter 34 verse 20, it says, He keepeth all His bones, not one of them is broken. This was fulfilled in John chapter 19 verse 36 says, For these things were done that the scriptures should be fulfilled, a bone of Him shall not be broken. And if you go back and study out the crucifixion of Jesus, you know, as people were crucified, what they actually died of was asphyxiation. BECAUSE THE WAY THAT THEY WERE CRUCIFIED AND THE WAY THAT THEY WERE HUNG, IT LIMITED THEIR ABILITY TO BREATHE. AND SO THEY WOULD HAVE THEIR FEET NAILED TO THE CROSS, AND WHAT THE PEOPLE WOULD DO IN ORDER TO ALLEVIATE THE BREATHING PROBLEM, THEY WOULD PUSH UP WITH THEIR FEET AND THEY WOULD TAKE PRESSURE OFF SO THAT THEY COULD GET AIR BUT IT WAS EXCRUCIATINGLY PAINFUL, BUT THIS IS WHAT THEY WOULD DO, AND IT WOULD PROLONG THEIR LIFE. SO THE ROMANS WOULD COME ALONG, AND BECAUSE IT SAYS IT WAS A PREPARATION OF THE SABBATH DAY, THEY CAME ALONG AND THEY BROKE THE LEGS OF THE TWO THIEVES THAT WERE CRUCIFIED ON EITHER SIDE OF JESUS. WHAT THIS DID, IT TOOK AWAY THEIR ABILITY TO STRAIGHTEN THEMSELVES UP AND ENABLE THEM TO BREATHE, AND IT HASTENED THEIR DEATH. THEY asphyxiated, BUT WHEN THEY CAME TO JESUS, THEY SAW THAT HE WAS DEAD ALREADY. THERE WAS NO NEED TO BREAK HIS LEGS, SO THEY DIDN'T BREAK HIS LEGS, BUT INSTEAD, THEY TOOK A SPEAR AND THEY JUST THRUST IT UP INTO HIS SIDE. AND THIS IS WHAT THIS WAS PROPHESYING, THAT NOT ONE OF HIS BONES WOULD BE BROKEN. THIS IS ONE OF THE VERY FEW INSTANCES IN CRUCIFIXION WHERE THEY DIDN'T BREAK THE BONES OF THE PERSON. I MEAN, IT WAS prophesied VERY CLEARLY THAT HIS HANDS AND HIS FEET WOULD BE PIERCED HUNDREDS OF YEARS BEFORE CRUCIFIXION WAS A KNOWN METHOD OF EXECUTION, AND YET, EVEN THOUGH IT PROPHESIED CRUCIFIXION, IT it PROPHESIED AN ANOMALY IN CRUCIFIXION, AND THAT IS THAT HIS LEGS WOULDN'T BE BROKEN. THIS IS VERY SPECIFIC. IF YOU STOP AND THINK ABOUT IT, I MEAN, THERE IS JUST NO WAY THAT ALL OF THESE PROPHECIES COULD HAVE BEEN FULFILLED, AND THEY ARE SO SPECIFIC THAT JUST ONE OR TWO OF THEM BEING FULFILLED IS AMAZING. BUT OVER 300 PROPHECIES ABOUT JESUS BEING FULFILLED TO THE LAST DETAIL. IS A TREMENDOUS VERIFICATION OF THE ACCURACY OF THE BIBLE. PRAISE GOD. MAN, that that is AWESOME. I TELL YOU, I LOVE THE WORD OF GOD. THE WORD OF GOD HAS TRANSFORMED MY LIFE. AND I BELIEVE THAT THE THINGS I'VE SHARED TODAY HAVE REALLY HELPED YOU. I ENCOURAGE YOU TO PLEASE GET THIS TEACHING. IT WILL HELP YOU, AND IT WILL HELP YOU TO HELP OTHER PEOPLE. It's designed specifically for that. It's got this workbook so that you can share these truths with other people. Listen to our announcer as he gives you the information, and then please call or write today. Today, Andrew's pleased to offer his highly
0: anticipated series, Biblical Worldview, Foundational Truths. In this series, Andrew outlines the importance for every Christian believer to have a biblical worldview. Each of the 12 lessons in this series include a video, audio file, chapter lesson, and printable PDF wrapped in a single box set containing a workbook, audio USB, and a personal access code to the online videos. Each lesson is full of supporting facts, quotes, charts, and historic visuals. Through the online platform, you'll have lifetime access to all of the videos and digital workbooks on your computer or smart device. Biblical Worldview Foundational Truths is available for only $120. Go to awmi.net to order this valuable resource
1: today for you or someone you love. I'd like to ask you to pray about becoming a partner with us. You know, our ministry is based in the United States, but we have 16 offices around the world. We've got altogether around 70 Bible schools scattered around the world. So if you are looking for a good return on your investment, I believe that this is a good ministry. It'll touch you right where you are. And I encourage you to become a partner with us today and help us put the gospel out all around the world.
0: You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product detail and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111.
1: I wanna let you know that we have now started a Keras Daily LIVE BIBLE STUDY. WE'VE BEEN DOING A BIBLE STUDY EVERY TUESDAY NIGHT LIVE FOR ABOUT TWO YEARS, BUT NOW WE HAVE FIVE DAYS A WEEK. WE'VE VARIED THE TIMES SO THAT WE CAN ACCOMMODATE ANYBODY'S SCHEDULE, AND IT'S GOING TO REALLY BE GOOD. WE'RE GOING TO USE OUR INSTRUCTORS FROM THE SCHOOL, AND IT'LL BE A BLESSING. SO REMEMBER, WE NOW HAVE A Keris DAILY LIVE BIBLE STUDY FIVE DAYS A WEEK.